1: welcome to inside the monster with steve perrault and joey capone
0: welcome to episode 25 of the official red sox podcast inside the monster with myself steve perrault and joey capone the Red Sox have won yet another series
1: and are 11 and three in June. How you doing, Joy? I'm doing good. Welcome to episode 25, the Kevin Plawecki special. Yeah, the we'll Kevin Plowecki talking... episode,
0: yep. the Mark McGuire episode with the Cardinals coming to town after this. Well, it's 25. Troy O'Leary, uh, I- Kevin Plowecki? No, I know Weck Dog, yeah, I, but I'm saying um, I think Troy O'Leary was 25. We got some decent 25s. We missed the opportunity to call the last one, the Manny Ramirez episode. I meant to, yeah, it was like the top of my notes. I just <laughs> never did. But <laughs> the Dwight Evans episode. But
1: we're dedicating only episodes to you know. Big guys.
0: Yeah. Like, you big, actually yeah. have to be a big guy. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't even matter if like you were really good at baseball, if you're a big dude. That's what I meant.
1: Literally but, physically large <laughs> physically dudes.
0: Physically large yeah. dudes. Uh, we are at Fenway Park, as we tend to do for the series recap episodes after a series at Fenway. And this was a tough one. Today was a tough one against the Oakland A's. The Red Sox fall 4-3. to three. A lot of missed opportunities, Joey. Left 13 yeah. guys on base. The Red Sox had 11 hits to the A's, 8 hits. Rich Hill gets the loss. Some tough earned runs for Hill. I think that was mm-hmm. pretty obvious with that play to Trevor Story there in the third inning. Wind got a hold of it. I guess he didn't get a glove on it. No, no, because it was
1: ruled a hit. It was ruled a
0: double, even though Mm -hmm. you know I'm always ready to have a nice rant about a hit or an error call, typically a hit call.
1: I mean, it just was not a hit. That's just not a hit. That's not a hit. Again,
0: we've talked about this many a time. We're not going to do this again. But when human error is involved, then it should be an error, and we'll just leave it at that. (laughs) But the Red Sox take two out of three against the Oakland A's. Uh, It was... Rafi, that play at third was tough, and you kind of felt it Mm -hmm. in the sixth inning. It goes through his legs. I was talking to you during the game about this. Mm -hmm. Great play to start the inning. He dives. He does that thing that he's been doing even more of recently, where he just keeps his face in the dirt and just lays there for like four or five seconds, Mm -hmm. which in the moment feels like an eternity. It really feels like a long time.
1: Well, because you never see anybody else do it. You're not used to seeing <laughs> no. guys just lay down on a baseball diamond and stay down.
0: And the funny thing is, if like any other player did that, you would think they're seriously hurt. But the entire park knows that when Devers just lays down and doesn't get up, he's totally fine. So He
1: had another great one earlier in this series, the pitch inside <laughs> near his yeah. legs, where he like did the Michael Jackson like, <laughs> lean forward, <laughs> fell on his stomach, and then actually looked dead for a couple seconds. He, he didn't th- move
0: for a little bit. Also, we got to factor in. His face is on dirt and the plate, like it's not like it's on like a, a base or something. Not like that would be a whole lot better, but it's not it's not on like a comfy surface. He's just face first in the dirt. He's face down in dirt yeah. and the plate, and he's like, whatever. I'm a ball player. It doesn't matter at all. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty funny from Raffy. Loved that trend. Which, by the way, I don't think has happened in any other year of his career. He's just decided I'm gonna have some of the best offensive numbers of my life. And I'm gonna incorporate this new little thing where I like lay down and don't get up for five seconds, and it's funny because you know he thinks it's funny.
1: I think he's just having more fun this year. Than it ever it, before. it feels like
0: it. Yeah, and he's he's kind of feeling himself a little bit in the best way. You know, he's hitting homers, watching him go for a little bit longer. I know stats had tweeted out it was one of his longest uh, trots around yeah. the bases on what was that Wednesday. But he's feeling good. He's speaking English. I know. I know that happened right after we. That started going around right after we recorded, and I was like, "Damn, I would have loved to talk about that." I mean, we can just do it right now. It was hilarious. I mean, that was—he sounded completely different than he normally does.
1: He just put on like the most normal, like American accent. He did put on an American (laughs) accent. Now, so I didn't want to put this on Twitter. I debated putting up a poll and whatever, but I didn't want to, and I'll and I'll tell you why. Uh, We both know, as I'm sure a lot of our listeners do, that the reason Rafi doesn't speak English often isn't because he can't. Yeah. It's one of the many reasons is that he doesn't feel like he's good at it, right? It's like a he's uncomfy. He's uncomfortable with it. He doesn't want to embarrass himself yeah. or, or something like yeah. that, you know. But in that clip, you responded with, "Oh, I love eating too." I heard I love hitting. I need I, just I need don't more know context, right? But I didn't want. I didn't want to put it on Twitter and like the first time that he's out there speaking English that there's like you know tweets about not understanding him. I didn't want to put that out there into the world. I'm happy he's doing it. I hope he does like full English interviews. Dude, on this show, imagine if we got the first full English interview. I mean that with, would be wonderful. Rafi. I, I would love that. Let's just It'd drop the right. audio right here.
0: Might as well, right? Here it
1: is. Surprise. Nah gotcha. Sorry.
0: I still I still feel like it's I love eating. Again, I, I didn't have the full context of what Jamai asked, but Rafi, that was after the Seattle series and he was eating ice cream had his translator there, and he just said it. I still, I will always love when Devers decides to throw like one word of English in there at the nasty. very end. he was just like nasty. So that was that was yeah, hilarious. And he knows he drops it, and like it gets a reaction. So he mm. just gets this little smile on his face. But yeah, it would have been nice. A sweep would have been nice. One thing I say frequently, uh, regardless of what the series is, you can never assume a sweep. I don't care right. how bad the A's are. I don't care how bad the Orioles are. Assuming a sweep is a little too much. Would a sweep have been great? Yes. But two out of three, I'll take it. The Red Sox have won eight of their last 11 series. They are one of the hottest teams in Major League Baseball. They're 11-3 and three in June. Mm. Team is buzzing. The weather's nice at Fenway Park. They're going to have a viewing party for game six of the Celtics tonight. It's good times at the ball yard, despite the loss. it didn't. This didn't feel like a painful one, is what I'm trying to say. No, but
1: it did feel like one that they were
0: going to come back and win. It did. That, I think that's the part that sucked, is that you had the situation in the bottom of the eighth. Uh, Rafael Devers up at the plate. With first and third, if I'm not mistaken. And he grounds it to third. Wild. That was one of the worst throws I've ever seen. That was terrible. The A's reminded you in this series that they really do suck. Like, they really have very few options that can do much of anything. A lot of booting the ball around. Just silly mistakes. Stuff that, like, a real Major League Baseball team doesn't have. We'll get to your... uh, We're going to get to your relegation thing in a second. But I just think that situation presents itself. And in theory... Second and third, JD Martinez up, bottom eight, down by two. In theory, you're thinking, all right, this is about to be a tie game. Yeah. But the whole vibe of the game was telling you it wasn't going to be a tie game. <laughs> Even though he gets a hit, he gets a hit, deflects off the glove there, mm-hmm. dribbles into to center field. Raffy gets held at third, and then uh, Xander Bogarts is out the next at bat. So it was never really meant to be tonight. The ninth inning, uh, you know, really went tonight today. Whatever the ninth inning went. Pretty uh, quietly into the night, if you will. I mean, that was uh, a 1 2 3. And I know, do you, you want to talk re- uh, relegation first or Trevor's story? Because we got it. I
1: was going gotta- to say, yeah, let's just go right into it because we're talking about the ninth. Trevor kind of flops in the ninth as he did most of this game today. And by most, I mean every time he was at the plate yeah. or in the field. Uh, kind of a really tough game from Story, a tough Series from Story, a tough month.
0: Tough couple weeks, yeah. It's yeah. been a tough month of June, and even the end of May wasn't great. So you have any
1: numbers on Story? That's so crazy that you say that <laughs> because I wrote them down. Okay, what do you got? Um, <laughs> all right, so in this series, uh, Trevor went 2 for 14, Oof. Uh, which is not good. His last homer was May 26th against the White Sox when the, the Sox were in the south side, if you can remember that. So, so far in June, uh, he's hitting 211 with a 648 OPS and he has 19 strikeouts out of his 52 at bats, 36.5% strikeout percentage. Yeah. All right. Not ideal. Now, if you go back to last month, right? May is when Trevor went off. It's when he had that great week, the best week in Red Sox offensive history, right? He had the three-homer game, unbelievable stretch there for Trevor. But if you look at month the month of May in its entirety, Trevor only hit 218. He did have an 842 OPS. Obviously, those homers helped that number. Um, and he struck out 39 times in 101 at-bats. That's a 38% strikeout percentage. So even higher than this, than this month of June so far. Uh, and if you go back to April, when he was really struggling, when the conversation was when is he going to pick it up, what's he doing, he was hitting uh, 224. OPS. I love that the music is starting. I hope that plays for the rest of the episode. Oh, oh, no. Um, And a 31% strikeout percentage. So when he was struggling... (laughs) (laughs) Play Sweet Caroline at full volume, for the love of God. Uh, When he was really struggling, at least for average here, just from an average standpoint, he was hitting for average higher in April than he was in May. Um, (laughs) And now... If everybody can join in, <laughs> okay, and we can all sing along to this Neil Diamond classic. <laughs> Turn it up! Touching you. He's also in the bottom 5% of the league in strikeout percentage. Ba, ba, ba. Bottom 5%. He's striking out so, so good, much. So good, it's like 34%. So Strikeout percentage on the air. Trevor's got <laughs> to start hitting the ball again, dude. I'm I'm missing that power so much. Isn't it crazy how fast the feeling went from, I'm powering right through it here. Do I respect, you... it. I respect <laughs> that. I miss the feeling of Trevor coming up and thinking, oh, you better watch I, out. I think that's, he comes. that's
0: probably the biggest thing, is that Trevor's story was getting us into that mentality of, you can't go to the bathroom during a Trevor at bat. You can't miss any of his abs, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, he's now a guy that you expect nothing to happen when he's at the plate. And it happened. It it that transition was extremely fast, and it's one that has this lineup with a completely different identity. I think that's it's impressive that the team's eleven and three in June with him. You know, hitting what one thirty eight in June. So 2-11. I still he's hitting two eleven. Two eleven. Oh, I think it was uh, I think the stats I calculated was for the series, whatever. He had a really bad series, really rough I, couple yeah, of months. I I didn't
1: include this series actually, so you know what that actually might be. Uh, yeah, that would be ni- that would be 200. good to include.
0: Yeah, um, next time, next time. Yeah, we'll get him next time. But no, I mean story overall, I think is a guy that will find his level. I think he'll finally fit in the way that he wants to, the way that we expect him to as the summer goes on. But the concerning part for me right now looking at this from a Boston sports fan's perspective, is that he hasn't had as many eyes on him since his hot streak. The Sox went out west. You're playing in Oakland. You're playing in L.A. You're playing in Seattle. The diehards are watching. Not a ton of people are watching. While that's going on, the NBA finals are happening. Mm -hmm. Bruce Cassidy got fired. There's a lot of stuff going on in Boston sports, and the Red Sox were kind of on the back burner, which is fine. You know, you got to let these other teams – uh, you know, finish off their seasons, and and the seas have obviously made a ridiculous run here, but low a lot of situations low pressure situations. Saying. So it's like he's he's avoided the eyes because a the team's winning.
1: That, the Red Sox I was are winning. Say games. that's the other big thing is that there's no pressure that like, hey, Trevor, you have to yeah. pick this team up. Yeah. Team's winning. No, team's winning,
0: and he had a couple moments there in Oakland early in that West Coast trip, but it still got to the point where. We're now back home, and this is a week-and-a-half homestand, and a lot of Boston sports eyes are going to shift from the Celtics to Trevor Story now, and he really could benefit from a hot streak uh, very, very soon, especially in this this Cardinals series and then with the Tigers coming on. Are we playing Sweet Caroline again?
1: Yeah, we're playing it again. I think oh. what's, what's a huge bummer is that he had a hot streak, and it was like, okay— now that he's had one, this isn't just a hot streak. This is him finding it, right? We yeah. were all like, "Okay, he found it. He turned it around, sweet <laughs> Caroline." Everybody, now <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose <laughs> it if we play it a third if time. It,
0: if we play this, we
1: play uh, it, thank y'all for listening. We appreciate if you. If we play this one more time, <laughs> I'm gonna throw my laptop out the window.
0: <laughs> I like how they're pausing the they're song, pausing for it, the, it for the
1: bump, bums. It's literally us and the ground screw here right now. <laughs> There's not a single seat filled. Oh my Zero God. seats are inhabited at this Why moment. Are we? Okay, anyway, let's keep going. Anyway, let's keep going. dude, when he went on that hot streak, it didn't feel like a hot streak. It felt like he found it. Obviously, you didn't expect him to keep hitting a home run every other night. Yeah, but it was like, okay, he found it. He's here. He's comfortable. Whatever. You didn't expect him to go cold again. It wasn't just, oh, he's a streaky guy who's gonna, you know, hit eight homers in a week and then uh, go right back to hitting two eleven. So uh, that's concerning. Um, There's also something just to – while we're talking about it, dude, there were some defensive things. Obviously, he lost that ball in the wind today. Talk about it as you will. I mean, there was the wind, whatever. But there was also yesterday in game two of this series – he was just uh out of defensive position Xander had to grab his attention he had to be like hey Trevor check the card bro you're supposed to be behind the bat wasn't so good he was so, so good so good, so good. <laughs> not great um this is all right. <laughs> bah, bah, who am I fighting bah. who am I fighting today
0: by the way this is all staying in we're not I'm we're not cutting, cutting any of this this is all staying in. And Joey, you know what yeah. we will cut though if they play this one more time.
1: If they play it again, yeah, we got. Well, we the mics are getting thrown out the window. The <laughs>
0: laptops are getting thrown out the window. But until that happens, one more time, uh, folks. Do you think they're we just? <laughs> can't have a
1: you think? <laughs> ba, ba, ba. You think they're just testing if the song still works? <laughs> I know they're like, we're good. We're good for the eighth <laughs> inning now. We, we got to make sure this song still plays. They keep cutting it too. All right, let's All hope right, that's there it. There we go. Let's hope that's it. That was great, everybody.
0: But in summary. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? To-
1: Come on. Ugh. Come on. We don't deserve Ugh. this. Why? Anyway, anyway I, have faith, <laughs> I have faith that Trevor will figure it out. It's just right now, my gosh, is it tough. You want him to be better offensively. You want him to be better <sighs> defensively, especially when uh, everybody else is... Uh, Kind of on such a hot streak, JBJ. JBJ is. is, is, We got. We got to pause. We got to pause. Yeah, we got to pause.
0: All right. So in summary, with Trevor's story, he's a guy that the Red Sox obviously need to get what they expect to get from him over the course of the season, and there's no better time to do that than the next couple of home stands, home stands, home series here. But the most important part, Joey is that you just look at the lineup right now, and whoever's at the top, shout out to Duran, by the way, held his own, Hell as yeah. he has been doing all year. Anytime mm-hmm. he's coming up in these little spurts, he's the guy that gives you a burst. And he
1: flies, by the way. He's absolutely—he yeah. the fastest
0: person I think I've ever seen. Like the way he gets around the bases is insane. You know exactly who's Mm -hmm. out there because the Sox aren't that fast a team, Mm -hmm. and he's way faster than all of them. So (laughs) he's hacks. No, I know. I know. Swings that bad. No, he had a couple of hits today, and you know they had Bob pinch hit for him and 0 for two from your guy, Mm -hmm. uh, right below the Mendoza line. Bob was trying to get over 200 there, but you look, you go down the lineup though. You got Devers, JD, Bogarts, the three, three of the best hitters (laughs) in the American League, three of the best hitters in Major League Baseball, Mm -hmm. and then Alex Verdugo who's getting hot a little bit, tough 0 for 5 day in the Mm -hmm. finale, but finally gets a home run, the Mm -hmm. AVHR stat. He's now at 12 home runs on the year because obviously uh, multiply his total by 2.9 and round up. Um, But that's where Story is right after Doogie. He's right in that 5, 6, 7 range. Mm -hmm. And this lineup feels super complete when you have a high-producing Trevor Story that Then you only have two guys after him. All of a sudden, now, if you're a pitcher, you're like, great, I'm at the top of the lineup again mm-hmm. against Speedy Gonzalez here or if Kike, Kike gets going more when he's back. Mm-hmm. So Who right, is apparently
1: is ahead of schedule. He's, he's ahead of schedule. He's going to be back relatively rehabs, soon, which is yeah. good.
0: But, mm-hmm. no, I mean, it, just, it, it puts a lot of pressure on opposing pitchers if Trevor Story can play to his ability and really widen this lineup to the point where there's not a lot of easy outs, especially if the mm-hmm. end-of-the-lineup guys are franchy, And Christian, who obviously was really hot there, has cooled off a little bit since. Mm -hmm. Jackie, who's the best Fenway hitter of all time. It really makes this an extremely difficult lineup to get out consistently. And the key piece there is is Trevor Story. Because we've said it before, you know what you're going to get from the big three hitters in this lineup. And consistently, they have stayed in the 330, 340 range. Now you need Trevor Story to really step up. And carry his own and widen this lineup out to the point where you can't take a breath if you're an opposing pitcher. So if it was Sweet yeah, Caroline, and- now it's a helicopter. <laughs> that's like the helicopters that are in Jurassic Park, honestly. Like, that's-, that's the one that like brings you past the dinosaurs. Um, yeah, we're is fighting that through it. We're fighting through conditions in this show, Joey. This is what happens when they have the window persevere. open in the EEI booth. It's all good. It's part of the game.
1: I mean, it's beautiful up here. I'll, I'll take an open window of, to hear speak Airline 19 times in a row and Eight, a helicopter overhead. 8 billion percent. Um, but the luxury that, that Trevor has, we've said this a million different ways, but just to say it a million and one, the luxury that Trevor has is that when he's not uh, at his potential, this team is still winning. So – or. Most of the
0: time. Yeah, most of the time. Yeah. So But again, I mean there's you probably could have had a sweep today if he comes up in the clutch in any of these at bats. Yeah. I mean he had guys on base and still really didn't get the job done. So tough one today for the Sox, as we mentioned. What else uh stuck out to you in this series, Joey? Um worth mentioning Josh Winkowski. Huge fill-in start. Yeah. You're you're missing Evaldi, you're missing Whitlock. Winkowski, five innings, zero earned runs, if I believe.
1: Zero earned uh three strikeouts, but hey, man, that's 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 more than you can... Not more than you can ask for. Can that's ask as for much it. as you can ask I for.
0: Just, I don't give a damn. See, there are certain situations where you have a fill-in start against a crappy team, and it's like, oh, well, the A's suck. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn who the team is. If you're filling in and you had little notice that you're going to be the starter, and you're not really an MLB starter, then that's impressive. Mm-hmm. Like That's impressive to be at Fenway Park, summer mm-hmm. night, and you go five, give up no runs, give your team a you know, big chance of winning, and that's what they did.
1: Mm-hmm. The other big thing that sticks out here is a little more serious, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got to get to this. <laughs> I mean, I think. I want this to be very quick. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure we all know what I'm going to say here. And I'm sure you've all done your grieving. I'm glad that we had a day or two to process this before we talked about it on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Arauz claimed off waivers. This team's not going to feel the same for a while. It's not. When you lose somebody like this, you know. When you lose the ruse, no. No way. Our Dude, what are, we what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Sweet Caroline is going. Anyway, Jonathan we're Going to miss you. Uzi, RIP. R- Lil, Lil Uzi, he's gone. It's unfortunate.
0: Had uh, that huge mo- moment in Cleveland last year. Never big forget th- big three run shot in the eighth inning. I don't forget it. That was a big win for the boys. So they were trying to stay in the playoff picture. But yeah, we got to talk Chris Sale. A little Chris Sale update here. Unless was there right. other stuff from the series? I know I wanted to kind of like I do every single show, mm-hmm. give a huge shout out to Rafael Devers mm-hmm. because he's awesome. Yeah, and y- you do it. You do it enough years. And you kind of reach a new status. It, it really feels like Raffy's reaching a new status this season. There, mm-hmm. There's a new level of greatness that is attached to him. And, you know, four straight games with a homer. He gets plunked again today. And it's, you know, right on the elbow. If they throw a Devers, I, I really genuinely feel this. And this is not a super confrontational Red Sox team. But I really feel like we're not that far from little benches cleared action. I, and again, it's probably going to be one of those hold me back, hold me back. But if another one of their stars, especially Rafi, again, God forbid, hopefully that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. If he gets plunked, something's going to happen. We're, we're going to, and I don't, you know, necessarily see it happen with the Cardinals. They're one of the nicer teams in the league. But mm. who knows? I mean, it's next six games or so. You might have a little bit of action. With the benches clear and if any stars keep getting hit because Raffy was pissed off. That was about as upset as I've ever seen him in any
1: situation. I was worried. Man. I was a little scared. He, he looked uh like beaten up, dude. I did it get his elbow? It looked from I, I think didn't see right a right on the elbow. I, I didn't think it was
0: flesh right there, bang. Mm-hmm. It was uh Looked extremely painful. You could hear it too. It was like, oh God, that's not good. It's funny because Cora kind of comes over to, you know, just be by his side, like, How you doing? You all right? Mm-hmm. And Raffi just slams the helmet. <laughs> and Cora immediately like jumped and just kind of walked around like Jesus, All right, man. we're gonna give him some time. Uh, <laughs> let him cool off a little bit. But yeah, that was concerning. But you know, Devers comes up again. And, hey, you know, it's a little dribbler to third, and it sails into the, <laughs> the camera well, and yeah. the Sox actually had a chance to win the game. So uh, him staying in the game means something. Uh, in terms of Red Sox, this is from our boy Justin. Red Sox, the homer in at least four consecutive games at the age of 25 or younger. Babe Ruth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know him. He used to play for the old Sox, mm-hmm. the old ball team. But Ted Williams. My time. Ted those Williams are- was decent. Yep. Jim Rice, another guy that's decent mm-hmm. Bobby Dahlbeck, when he had that ridiculous stretch in 2020, it. yeah, hit a homer in five straight games. Bobby told me he was going to give me that bat that year. I don't know what happened to that. It, he was like, he wanted a, I had a Jurassic Park hat, I had an extra one, and he was like I'll give you the five straight homer bat if you give me a Jurassic Park hat. I'm like I'm down. <laughs> that's never. And we a just like never. Trade. We no, not at all. At all it was no. it, people remember it was Jackie Bradley Jr.'s bat that he used, mm-hmm. and so maybe Jack was like, "Yo, I need that bat back." And He's like, "All right, that trades off. It's not happening anymore." Uh, but Devers has done it twice. He's the only Red Sox player in team history to hit a homer in four straight games twice before turning 25. Wow. So I know that's one of those stats where it's like, "Oh, you got to do this, that, the other thing." But mm-hmm. either way, Rafael Devers is consistently showing up. Mm-hmm. On all-time Red Sox lists, and yeah, that's a guy you want here for a long time.
1: Yeah, I mean, Stats talks about him nonstop too, which is also you, by the way. People have found that out that that you are. Yeah, of course, I'm Red Sox. Stats. yeah, of course. I think we should announce that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he he talks about him just being, uh, you know, he's a generational talent man. He's a special one. Uh, stats calls him the unforgivable one, like. If, like yeah you know, yeah you can't let him get away yeah you can't you can't let him get away yeah. i know we we try to stray away from like the the him talks because i mean it's it, a dead it's end tiring. talk it's a dead end yeah. talk like it it's all you can do is say they should <laughs> I know, and everyone I know. and everyone around you should go yeah Yes. Like any, anyone it's that just tweets it. that
0: out after like every homer, it's like, yeah, we all know. Like, yeah, no know. bleep. They, they should yeah. keep Rafi here. Like, oh, oh, you're the guy that thinks <laughs> Rafael Devers should stay here long term? Like, wow, congrats yeah. Obvious, to you.
1: Obviously, we all want that. It's just something with, with Devers, it, it feels like extra. There's a little bit of extra weight where it's like, no, he's got to come on. No, like, I, know. Gotta, he's no gotta I know. He's got to be here. So, yeah, I mean, I, I love watching Rafael Devers play baseball, man.
0: I would have to agree with you, and uh, yeah, I think that's think that's about it for the series. I didn't have a, you know, it's it's the A's. It is what it is. You got the Cardinals coming to town. I had tweeted something to the degree of, you know, big series coming up here with Pujols and the Cardinals coming to town. A couple of people were like Pujols, dude. I'm more worried about like Goldie and you know Aaron. I'm like, I'm not talking about Albert Pujols, you know, oh four Albert Pujols. Like obviously, I mean that it's a big deal. It's his last trip to the ballpark and it's the cardinals here who are never here and they're a first place team. Mm-hmm. Everybody chill out. It's going to be a big deal. It's going to feel a little different at Fenway this mm-hmm. weekend with a team that's not normally here. But mm-hmm. you took 2 out of 3 against the A's. You know, you probably should have swept them. It is what it is. Nick Pivetta by the way, we got to give Pivetta a shout out. Mm-hmm. 8 innings, one earned, 3 Ks, so the K count was down, but he's a guy that obviously we love. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say Nick Pivetta fan club because that's already attached to Alex Verdugo, but Nicky Smooches is that guy, man, and he's been so dominant uh in the last I actually what was what was the stat? I want to make sure I got this right in terms of what his ERA is. I think it's one eight three. Let me just get it right.
1: Don't don't forget the fact that he's also Canadian. He he is Canadian, don't, which don't is something we don't want either, man. We don't want to forget that. You wanna talk that. about overcoming, you know, and, and battling through adversity like we he just had, did. Nick Pavetta had to get across the border. He's Canadian.
0: I know. He grew up in Canada. He had to get across the border to play Major League Baseball, and he did. He, persevered. He, did. he persevered. he persevered. He got he's into the United States. He's an inspiration us. to all of us. Doesn't matter if you're American or Canadian. Nick Pavetta is an inspiration. <laughs> nope. He has a 1.83 ERA in his last eight starts. <laughs> Nicky Smooches has been dominant, and he's a guy that if you want to do anything of relevance this year, if you're the Boston Red Sox, you need Nick Nick Pavetta to be a top half of the rotation. Kind of guy. Now, I understand mm. it's hard to cut five into half, but he's a top half of the rotation kind of guy, mm-hmm. and I love Nick Pavetta. Uh, Chris Sale was the last thing we want to touch up on here. He threw live BP at Fenway Park today. Mm-hmm. Kike was standing in for a couple of those. Mm-hmm. I think Ref Snyder, maybe a couple other guys. Mm-hmm. That's when I, I can start, because we haven't talked Sale a lot. Mm-hmm. Because you haven't had to. It's really just been a bunch of, oh, he might do throw from 60 feet. He might throw from 80 feet. I I don't give a damn. Until he's actually throwing off the mound at Fenway, you have a scheduled rehab start soon, Mm -hmm. and we can start projecting four, five weeks from now that he's going to be back, I'm fine having the conversation. Now, I know Dave Bush initially said that he could return as a member of the bullpen to get him back here sooner. Uh, via i think it was ian brown alex cora did mention he's all but going to come back as a starter
1: right and so haim, it's probably not going to be a pen thing yeah and haim had that quote this ha, let me say his name again haim haim i said like haim. yeah haim uh this week had a, a a quote where he basically said hey you got to remember what chris sale is capable of and not we're not necessarily like expecting that but we do know that that's possible that he's capable of being that, so uh, no, we're not thinking of him as a, a bullpen arm, we're thinking of him as a potential ace still, because he's Chris Allen Sale. So.
0: And he's also making, what, 19 million? Like, <laughs> yeah, with with, with a the salary, bar, yeah. you're going to have to justify that, and if he's mm-hmm. in the bullpen, I had kind of just joked around to bring him back as a closer, that wasn't really a real thing, mm-hmm. but at this point it's it's now time to get serious with Sale, because mm-hmm. you got to take You know, Cora's word for it, Haim's word for it, that he's going to come back as a member of the rotation, likely after the All-Star break, which is really sneaking up on us. Mm -hmm. Very excited. Joey and I are going to be in L.A. Can't wait for that. That is a month away. But, yeah, it was. Cora said that, uh, you know, sale looks better than last year. I always love this stuff. You know, I don't love Mm -hmm. that sales missed so much time in the last handful of years. But it's essentially this is his spring training right now where, you know, you got to be like, oh, he's... He's looking great. I've never felt better. yada, yeah, yeah. These these quotes are always great, and they'll get the likes and they they get the traction. But until he comes back to the mound, until we get you know three, four, five starts under his belt, I'm not gonna feel any type of way about Chris Sale in this rotation. And it, I'm just saying it, it in terms of expectations.
1: Right, right, right. It's right. you
0: got to see him. Got to see it to believe it. You know he's been out for too long, over the last three years. That you got to see where he's actually at. It's just nice that he's actually on the mound, though, and pitching
1: and, and getting
0: towards that return.
1: Right, and the, ex- the projected return date is right around the All-Star break, right? It is. Yeah. So let's, let's present that as ironclad in stone fact. Yes. All right?
0: Third week of July, let's call it that. Third
1: week of July, all right?
0: Last it, year it was like the second week of August, so we're making progress here. It is Each year he's coming back sooner. We're
1: recording this June 16th. Yes. Right? A week from tomorrow, when the Sox go on the road, Presuming all goes according to plan. Avaldi and Whitlock
0: are back. Right? If if all goes well, yeah. Which you it know. hasn't sound like any anything has gone poorly since they went to the I. L.
1: So you got one week till Avaldi and and Whitlock return. Three weeks after that, sale back. Yep. Yep. And then you still have Paxton to look forward to, and who knows what you're gonna get out of him. I'd like to think a starting rotation caliber guy, or at least a guy that you can you know, move into a starting spot if, you know, somebody else goes down or whatnot. Yeah. That, that's got to boost the confidence a little bit, especially because there's been some, some pitching struggles here, you know, trying to get some spot starts, getting Winkowski out there, getting, you know, a a bullpen game here and there. Three weeks from now, four weeks from now, you're looking at three more
0: starting arms. Well, the important part of that, outside of it just being important that Sale's going to be back is that you finally climb back into the the postseason hunt? Like this isn't mm-hmm. like, oh my God, we've been sales the guy that's going to bring us back. You know, you're not banking on him to get you wins and and keep you in games that you now need to have desperately because you're, let's say, four or five games under 500. The Red mm-hmm. Sox are four games over 500, mm-hmm. and they're in postseason position, and so it just kind of changes the dynamic a little bit. Mm-hmm. When you don't need him to be
1: the guy, the savior. It's like you got, it's not like you got hypothermia and you need Chris Sale to come be like a, you know, a, a blanket and a, a St. Bernard with brandy around its neck. Mm. As they do in the cartoons. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's a little chilly and you need a fan on. Or you yeah. need a, that's not how it works. That's how it goes. Yeah. You, you, when you get cold, you turn fans on. That it, makes it's, a ton of it's sense. It's
0: like you're, you're at a party, right? And yeah. And it's, it's, it's a good party. It's a fun time. Yeah. Oh, sales coming, too?
1: Nice. No way. That's cool, sick, dude. Cool, cool, I hope this party makes it to the playoffs. Yeah, I hope this party has
0: a really good ERA over the next couple months. Yeah. I, I really, I think it's just adding to something that already has surprisingly worked, the Red Sox rotation. Sometimes, mm-hmm. Joey, we don't talk enough about a topic that isn't a topic, mm-hmm. <laughs> like an issue that isn't an issue. I know what If that mean. makes yeah. any sense. Like, the fact that the rotation mm-hmm. has not been a problem for this team is enormous! You're looking at a rotation that, in other situations, would have been the reason the Sox weren't getting back in the postseason hunt. Weren't in wildcard position. But now I gotta admit that I lied earlier in the show, Joe. What did you lie about? I lied about the Red Sox currently being... I'm not Steve. (laughs) 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 That is not my name. My name is Ted Smith and I'm not even from Boston. I'm from... Louisville and Louis, which one Kentucky oh yeah it's the worst one and I just ended up coming up here and just like faking my identity through that other podcast I did up mm-hmm. until now and then I got this gig and so, so I just where's figured, the
1: real Steve is its it isn't it,
0: what'd you lie about man I lied about my name so oh. my name's Ted's Sp- <laughs> <laughs>
1: what'd you lie about Steve The Red Sox Ted?
0: are not in postseason position right now because uh-huh. the Guardians have won four games in a row And have leapfrogged the Sox for that last wildcard spot. The good news, however, Joey, is that with the Sox being eleven and three in June, they're now only two games behind the rays. And you gotta keep a close eye on the other teams in the division. You gotta keep a close eye on the potential, since the Yankees are obviously way ahead. We all know that. The potential of being that top wildcard team. That's that's what the goal has shifted to, which is okay. You're not gonna win the division every year. It's fine. But you gotta shift to that point of having the chance to be the top wildcard team and hosting that series, and on and on we go. So the Red Sox, half game behind the Guardians, two games behind the Rays. They're right in the mix, and like we mentioned earlier with Chris Sale, Mm -hmm. it's not like they're desperately waiting for him to come back so that he can Mm -hmm. save the day. They're just hoping they can get close to the the prime sale that we all desperately want, Mm -hmm. and a guy that we can expect to be a core piece of the starting rotation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. It's a little comforting to hear those numbers uh, put out like that as far as, like, the wild card race because looking at, you know, 12 and a half games back, 13 games back, that stinks, you know? Especially when (laughs) it feels like... That really does stink, you know? It's not good. I don't like that feeling. But then you take a sec. You look a little bit longer and you go, wait a sec. The Rays are 11 back. The Jays are 9 back. Like, if you just look at, uh, you know... This division and then the wild card. Yeah, very
0: good teams are nine games back. So, I mean, the Yan- yeah. Yankees,
1: we talked about this last night,
0: but the Yankees are on pace to win 119 games. That yeah. would be the most in baseball history. So a smart man, a betting man, would understand that's not going to happen. They're not going to stay on this pace the entire season. They're going to come back down to earth. Mm-hmm. The only concern is that they're so far ahead. Even them coming back down to earth means you might only be uh, four or five, six games back, yeah, which I is saw. what a normal race is. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It, it's I, it's going to be uh, very tricky to catch the Yankees, but
1: mm-hmm. it is still mid-June, Joey. I saw something that was like if the Yankees go – I haven't fact-checked this at all. If the Yankees go 500 from here on out, they win like 93 games. Oh, no, that's yeah.
0: 100% true. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's insane, insane that. that they've started this way, but whatever. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's it for our series recap of Red Sox A's. As we mentioned before, a sweep would have been dandy. But they win two out of three and head into a very important Cardinals series, which we will be breaking down. I can talk after this. Mm -hmm. But immediately after this, on this pod, is our closing thoughts. That is coming up next on Inside the Monster. We are back on Inside the Monster. It is time for closing thoughts of this Recap show of another Red Sox series win. Joey, per usual, over the last few weeks, I've been using my closing thoughts time to talk about the Boston Celtics. It has been a magical run for the Seas. We are recording this before Game 6. So right now, no clue what's going to happen tonight. There's a chance that by tomorrow I'm envious of this version of myself. <laughs> so we'll see if the Seas can force a Game 7. But either way... And I know this is and this is not some consolation prize. I, in the last couple of days, have taken a step back and really looked at how insane this run has been for the Celtics, considering where they were at the start of January, where they were around Christmas. It's been a fun ride. It's been super fun to live by the Garden. Moved into that area with my girlfriend Elaine mid-January. That's kind of when things started turning around. Not patting myself on the back for that, but we are why. It's
1: more than a coincidence. Yeah,
0: so I think that's why. But... It's insane. You know, they're even looking out now, Joey. We're at Fenway Park, Mm -hmm. and they're going to have a viewing party for Game 6 here tonight. They got Road to Banner 18 on the big screen. I love, by the way, these type of collabs when a big series is going on and, like, the other teams get into it. Like, that is... It's the best. There's nothing quite like that unity amongst sports teams. And we're biased, Feels different in Boston. It really does. These teams are all tied together. Like these players actually root for each other's successes. And I don't think it's phony. I don't think it's fake. I think they really care if the other teams are doing well. Now, I'm not going to say all the players do. There's some guys that are going to sign here, going to make big money and not give a damn what the other teams do. It's not like they grew up in this area. Sure, but, but you got Matt
1: Strom who goes out there in a full Celtics getup. I love so. that it's the
0: full uniform; it's not just like a Tatum jersey. He's got the shorts on. He's got the headband, <laughs> like a
1: sweatband. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: No, shout out to Stromboli. That that is hilarious that he does that. But hopefully the C's four seven. If they don't, you're probably listening to this on a Friday and you already know what happened in Game Six. But it's just been a fun ride. It's been fun to be at the Garden for a lot of these games. Going to be at Game Six tonight. Uh, so I'm very excited to either eat happily after the game or eat mm-hmm. sad uh, after the game. Those are always different feelings, mm-hmm. but we'll see. It's going to be an interesting weekend either way, and uh, I'm just thankful for the run, Joey. I'm thankful for the run. It's beautiful. The team is young, but I still desperately want them to win this NBA title because you just never know when you're going to get back. You really mm-hmm. don't. Like I, I'm never. I don't lean so much on the team is young thing as as much as other people do. Because you just don't... These opportunities don't come along. I mean, the Celtics haven't been here in 12 years. And that team squeezed out an extra finals appearance than they really probably should have. I mean, they were a four seed in 2010. They had to find a way uh, to get to the NBA championship. I think... I mean, they would have... They had a couple of gifts. I think they played like an eight seed in the second round and then got by the Magic in six and almost blew that series. So, I don't know. It's... Mm -hmm. It's tough to know when a team is going to get back to this level. It's a different vibe around the city when your team's in the NBA Finals. Considering the time of year, mid-June, it's just fun when your team's in the Finals, man. It really is. So, shout-out to the Celtics. Do you got a closing thought?
1: Yeah, not shout-out to the Boston Bruins. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Bring back Cassidy. I already signed with the Golden Knights. How about that? That was fast. Yeah. Extremely fast. Yeah. Like – That coach is really good (laughs) fast, Yeah, yeah. Like, he had multiple offers the second that he was uh, out on the market fast. Um, What are you guys doing over there? What are you doing over there? Just –
0: Is this your closing thought? This is my closing thought. This is my
1: closing thought. thought. (laughs) What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you guys doing? I was was floored, man. I was really flabbergasted. And it's crazy how the last time that the Bruins fired a coach, Claude Julien, uh, I was – I was stoked, dude. I was tweeting all day. I took the day off work. I stayed home. I got pizza delivered. I was so stoked the Oh, there you go. Gone. And then um, this one was very different. I was shocked. I called my dad, and I said, have you seen? Oof. And he said, what?
0: Oh, no. We, I had you to broke I had to news. break the
1: news to pop. So, uh, yeah, well, if you're going to take your, your closing thought and make it about how the Celtics are so great, uh, I'm hurt. I'm hurt, Bruins. i uh, Stinks, absolutely stinks. Um, Just hope the Bergy comes back. But if not, you got to think that this factors into it a little bit. That's enough hockey talk. Uh, This was a great series, Steve. Another series win for those old Boston Red Sox.
0: Red Sox win another series. They have won eight of their last eleven. Head on over to our series preview after this Red Sox Cardinals series preview. But that'll do it for episode twenty-five. For Joey Capone, I am Steve Peralt. Go Sox kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer. Mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast.